welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a licensed therapist, highly sensitive person, and HSP coach. This bi-weekly podcast is meant for highly sensitive people and their loved ones, as both experiences will be discussed. Thank you for joining me, and let's begin. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and today my guest is Mara McDonald. Mara is a multi-business owning mama who has built two six-figure businesses in one year of business. She uses her knowledge and years in teaching and coaching to help other women step into their CEO shoes and grow their business to six figures while serving as a safe space for women with anxiety and other mental health illnesses. I loved our conversation. I had so much fun. I love Mara's energy, and we talked about her journey discovering that she's highly sensitive, her difficulty setting boundaries, both personally and professionally, what it was like starting her businesses, how she got there, what her self-care looks like, balancing work and being a mother. And she also shares some great tips for HSPs who are thinking about starting their own businesses. And as always, if you have any ideas for episode topics, if you have any questions for me to answer on the podcast, or if you would like to write an email sharing your story for me to read on the podcast, you can email me at lauren at laurenlasallecoaching.com. And you can find out more about my coaching program, as well as resources and links to my social media by visiting my website at laurenlasallecoaching.com. All right, here is my conversation with Mara. Hi, Mara. I'm so excited that you have joined me today. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I have been like, as I told you before, I I lurk on your podcast. I catch it like every single week and I love your Instagram page and it all just resonates with me so much. So I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, same to you. I mean, I'm always looking at your Instagram and listening (laughs) to your podcast. So it's awesome that we can connect like this. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So what was your experience like discovering that you are a highly sensitive person? So that's a really good question. And it's one of those things when you asked me that before, I was like, man, what was my experience like? And then I just kind of really started reflecting. And now I'm going to give you my whole life story. Um, (laughs) But it really like started when I was like three. And I remember, and I talked to my parents about this all the time, where I would be in like really crowded areas um, as a young kid. And I would start to freak out in a sense. Like I would say to my parents, I feel sick. I have a headache. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, And my my parents would remove me from the situation because they would think I'm sick. And then I would be perfectly fine. And it was one of those things that I grew up in a family that nobody else is very like highly sensitive. And so this was very different from my family. And they obviously did the best they could. But there was things that could have been handled better. And as I got older, I really noticed I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. Like if I go to, I'm thinking of the boardwalk, for example, um, that would just completely and totally overwhelm me and it would cause me to have anxiety attacks. And so when I eventually got into high school, I finally was diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. And it just all kind of made sense to me. And growing up, like, I then went into teaching and all these things. And I found as a highly sensitive person, I was very in tune with other people's emotions, which was a 
blessing and a curse almost because people felt comfortable coming to me. And as a teacher and as a business mentor that I am now, that's absolutely amazing. I want people to feel comfortable with me. I want them to be their true authentic self. I want them to do all these things. But then when you're highly sensitive, it's very easy to kind of hold on to those emotions that you get from other people. You start to dwell on it. And if something bad happens, for example, as a business mentor, if something like not good happens in one of my clients' businesses, like they lose a client, they're upset. Well, now I'm upset, right? And it's hard to kind of shake those emotions. So really kind of discovering that I was highly sensitive was really a roller coaster for me because I came from a family who was not very in tune with that. And as I grew up, as we learned what was going on and all those things, they became much better. They're very supportive and all that. But it was definitely a roller coaster trying to figure out like, I I remember thinking, is there something wrong with me? Like, why when I go in crowded areas, am I overwhelmed? And like my brother's are having the time of their life. And I'm like, I need to go home and having a panic attack. So yeah, it, it was definitely a different experience. And it was almost liberating when I found out that I am highly sensitive. Because it's like, okay, no, there is nothing wrong with me. There's people like me out there all the time. And it's just having to kind of create boundaries and creating these things and have systems in place that work for me and knowing what I need and really listening to myself, which has also been a learning process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so interesting how most of us, it seems have kind of the same response when we find out that we're highly sensitive. Like first we think there's something wrong with us. And then we're like, Oh my gosh, this totally describes me. I can't believe this. And I can't believe there are other people out there that experience things, you know, the same way I do. It's just kind of, it's kind of funny how then we find each other. But before that, it's like, it's just me. What's wrong with me? Exactly. I can't even tell you how many times I was sitting there and I'm like, why am I like this? And now that I'm like in the online space, I meet so many people who are also highly sensitive and everybody, what they say to me is like, I didn't know this was a thing. And I'm like, me either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so, I love being able to connect with people online. I think it's just so validating for all of us and being able to, yeah, connect with people that kind of just understand us automatically in a way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So when we were emailing about, doing this recording, you had um, mentioned that you struggle with boundaries. So can you go into that a little bit more? Absolutely. So I struggle with boundaries in both my personal and business life. Um, And it's funny because I am a business mentor and I preach boundaries and I help my clients build those boundaries. But then when it comes to me, I struggle with practicing what I preach. So in my personal life, I really struggle with creating boundaries in the sense of if one of my family members needs something, even if it is something that I know is going to negatively affect me and my mental health, I do it anyway, because I'm one of those people, I'm very close to my family and I, I'm i a people pleaser. I just want to help everybody. And so when somebody's in need, even when it's going to impact me in a negative way, I, I need to do it. And I struggle with, and I've been working with a spiritual coach and a mindset coach, really trying to put those boundaries in place. And I'm learning. I cannot say I'm perfect at it for sure, but I'm learning. And then when it comes to business, I also struggle with those boundaries in the sense that I want to be accessible to my clients 24-7. So when they have 
a question and they Voxer message me and I see my Voxer go off. I know I have office hours, but I feel like I need to check my Voxer. And I'm like, no, they need me right now. Or if they have a question and they will even say, like, I have the best clients in the world. They know me so well. And they're like, you do not need to answer this right now. It is a, I am sending this. So I do not forget. And then I'm like, no, I'm answering it right now. So <laughs> in that sense, um, I really struggle with setting up boundaries where I separate business and personal life for me. And then with my personal life, I really struggle with setting up boundaries specifically around my family. I always want to be there for them. And when they're upset, I'm upset, (laughs) which I know you relate to. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I feel like boundary issues are a huge theme among HSPs because, yeah, we always want to be there for people. And I think it's so nice of us (laughs) that we want to do that. But also, yeah, we have to put those boundaries in place to kind of protect ourselves too. And being a therapist, I think that made me have to learn how to put those boundaries in place with work because you do have to really have those for that job. And I kind of like, thank goodness for that because it really forced me to do that. Absolutely. So now I'm able to have those in place for coaching too. Mm -hmm. And like one thing I really struggled with before I was a business mentor, I was a high school teacher and that was so hard for me with those boundaries. And I really think it was not helping me whatsoever because as a teacher, almost every teacher, first of all, I think so many teachers are highly sensitive people and they just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Um, But almost every teacher I know really struggles with setting those boundaries. And so being in that teacher world and then moving into business, I carry those poor boundaries with me. And so trying to re relearn everything and the way I function and realizing like, yes, with a, as a teacher, when a student emailed me at 7 PM, although it wasn't my contract, I was expected to answer that email. Like that's just how it worked. And now as a business person, I see an email come in and I'll go to answer it. My husband's like, you know, you're not a teacher anymore. You don't have to answer that. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) it does seem like being a teacher is the kind of setting where it would be difficult to have boundaries just because you're around the kids all the time. And I think, yeah, a lot of teachers really put themselves out there to be there for the kids when they need them. Which is amazing. And that's why, like you said, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, being highly sensitive because you're always there for people and people love that, right? They, they love having somebody who's always there, but then sometimes it affects us in a negative way. And we have to just be mindful of that and realize that we have to take care of ourselves. I always say this to my, my clients, you have to take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not giving 100% to your clients. I have to remember that myself, but. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely easier to tell other people how to do things. And then, yeah, when it comes to yourself, it's much harder. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you decide to start your own business and what has that experience been like? Okay, this is a good question. So I started my own business because, and here I go with my life story again, Um, (laughs) I was a teacher for nine and a half years. I almost got to that 10-year mark, but I had my daughter in February 2021, Um, so I got pregnant during COVID, like right smack when everything locked down, and when that happened, I... I have anxiety disorder, I have panic disorder, and it stems from sicknesses. For some reason, and 
It's because as I was growing up, when I would feel overwhelmed and I would feel all these things, I always associated it with being sick, which is why I asked my parents constantly, like, I feel sick. I need to get out of here. And it was more so that I was overstimulated and all those things, but I associated it with being sick. So my anxiety, obviously, <laughs> COVID, not an ideal situation for somebody who has anxiety and panic disorder off of sicknesses. Mm-hmm. And so when I was pregnant, I remember asking my school for at some kind of accommodation because I taught high school students and they were very much capable of learning online. They could read, they could do all those things. And they were already home, but the school wanted us as teachers to still come in. And I asked them, I was like, can I please do this from my home? I am pregnant and we do not know what's going to happen. And they are like, absolutely not. And it was at that moment I realized that I was not going to sacrifice my health and my mental health for a job that they obviously did not value me the same that I valued them. And so I started like Googling MLMs and I started Googling like customer service jobs. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to work from home. Like they might, they're telling me no, but I'm going to work from home, whether it's teaching or not. And I came across virtual assisting and I was just like, this is it. So I started off as a virtual assistant. I quickly grew that to a six-figure blogging company in six months, quit my teaching job, continued doing my blogging company, realized I missed teaching. So now I have two businesses. I have my blogging company and I am a business mentor for other ambitious and anxious women who really want to have a successful business, one that is specifically six figures. And I help them grow that business while also being that safe place for them with their anxiety and all those different emotions. Because I do know what it can be like having anxiety as a business owner, because it all comes to surface. Like people like to make it seem like being a business owner is all rainbows and butterflies. And do not get me wrong. It is amazing. You do get tons of freedom, but also like we just talked about, you need those boundaries. You need to take care of your mental health and it can be lonely. So having other people who understand you. So I ended up leaving teaching and now I'm also a business mentor and it was definitely a process. Like it it sounds like what I say, I grew a six-figure business in six months. Like that's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. But also so many emotions come into that. And as a highly sensitive person, when you're building a business, it's so important to take care of your mental health because it's so easy to be affected by other people's moods and be affected by their energy and to be putting in so many hours and draining yourself and not taking care of yourself first. And I fell victim of that. I really did. And I had to take a step back and realize that I created this business for my mental health and for that freedom. And I wasn't getting that. So just really, I I had to take a step back and reevaluate what was going on and move forward from there and try to put in better boundaries and now, like, my husband's very amazing. He will tell me all the time, like, you've been working for, like, five hours now. I think it's time to take a break. And I'll be sitting there and I'm like, no, I need to help this client. He's like, no, you really don't, though. It is 1230 a.m. Go to bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's definitely one of those things. I am so thankful for my business. But being a business owner is a lot harder than people make it out the seam because, it's lonely, it's isolating, and 
it's very easy to feel overwhelmed. Is there anything besides your husband kind of being there for you, (laughs) anything that (laughs) you found really helps you be able to take care of yourself and not kind of get back to that place where you were feeling like you were doing too much? Absolutely. So one, I, every single day, I like to go for a walk with my daughter. That fresh air and that grounding just is really, really good for me. So I kind of have this morning routine. I wake up, I go to Starbucks and you probably know that because you follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Every day I post my Starbucks and I'm like, I'm here. And then I come home and I go for a walk. And that's my time of just taking care of me. I like to do a lot of reflecting and meditating while I'm walking and just do nothing business related. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to courses. I used to. Um, I don't do any of those things. I just kind of enjoy this time in nature and my daughter. So that really helps me. And then oftentimes when I'm in the zone of working and I start to feel that overwhelm, I will try to do a workout. For me, physical activity really helps. So I have my elliptical behind me. You can't see because the door, but oftentimes I will go box or I'll go lift weights or I'll go ride my elliptical when I start to feel that overwhelm. And it will really take, it will kind of shift my, my energy. And then with those feelings of over, not overwhelmed, but um, feeling isolated and lonely, especially coming from a teacher position when you're around people all day, every day, I invested in communities so that way I can be around other people who understand what it's like being a business owner and making those connections and just going out there and meeting people and openly explaining who I am and, you know, what I've experienced and realizing that the people who care are not for, for me and those people who understand are going to have the best connections with you and it helps you feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is like a huge transition from going from one job to working for yourself. And I started doing that before I got pregnant, like just before. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was used to working for myself, you know, whenever I wanted doing what I wanted. And now having a four month old, it's like, totally, I totally have to restructure everything. (laughs) So it's, I I don't know like how you feel about, you know, being being a mom to a young child and working for yourself, but I've just found the transition to be really hard. Like I want to be with her all the time, but I also feel like I need more time to actually be working. <laughs> so it's like a weird trying to get that balance and feeling like I'm getting what I want, which I feel like is unattainable because I want both and I can't have both. <laughs> it's it's really almost a blur. Like, first of all, congratulations. Um, I know I, I said that on Instagram, but I'll say here too, congratulations. But it really is such a surreal feeling. Like just when you sit down, I know you understand this. You sit down to work and you're like, okay, I'm going to get work done. And then all of a sudden you hear, ah, and you're like, no. Yeah. And you're like, what? And then like, they're back asleep and you're like, all right, and you sneak out and then you go to sit down and work again. And then you hear the husband needs you and you're like, all right, you're a full grown man. What do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it definitely, it's definitely a challenge, but somehow we make it work, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it all comes down to finding your people, especially when you're a business owner who understand like the women I work with, they're 
usually, I would say 95% of them are also moms to young children. So we'll have a call and I'll be coaching them. And all of a sudden, a naked child will walk in the background. I'm like, where (laughs) did you come from? And they just get it, you know? So finding your people is just so, so important. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's always entertaining, never boring. (laughs) That is for sure. And I'm sure the women in my programs, um, they probably have like a gate, like a drinking game. Like how many times does Mara have to, if you hear a child scream, take a shot, like kind of thing. I, I, I guarantee it because it's always a mess in my house. So. <laughs> so do you have any advice that you would give to HSPs who would like to start their own business? Like kind of how do you get to actually starting Mm -hmm. So I have so much advice when it comes to starting a business, hence why I'm a business mentor. Mm -hmm. But the one, a couple things I would say, one, one thing I wish I did better and what I recommend to everybody who's starting a business is start with identifying your boundaries first. Figure out what time you want to be working, figure out how often you want to be checking your emails and then build your business and stick to that. Um, I did the opposite where I was building my business and figuring out what my boundaries were as I was going. And once you cross those boundaries, it's so hard to go back. Um, so really it's, it sounds so backwards, but defining those boundaries first and then building the business. And then my second piece of advice is using your unique voice and your unique experience to build your business. The one thing that I wish I did sooner was talk to the internet about my experiences and my anxieties. I was very afraid to do that because I didn't think people would understand me as a highly sensitive person. And so I hid that from people. And what that was, was me not being authentic. And once I started to really open up and say, I have anxiety, I am often like burnt out. I All these different things that highly sensitive people experience, I realized that my people, what I'm putting for people on the podcast, I'm putting air quotes around that, um, really were drawn to me. And it made my experience as a business owner so much better because I was able to truly impact their lives and help them in so many different ways. And one thing I truly believe in when you're a business owner, and especially when you're looking for a business mentor, is in order to grow and in order to really push yourself to your limits you need to be vulnerable with the person you're working with. And so finding somebody, that mentor, who can really you relate to and they understand that maybe you're a highly sensitive person and can help you work through your business and build build your business to something that you just can only dream and envision, but somebody who understands you and is going to push you. But also when you have those days where it's hard, they're that safe place for you. They know what you're going through and they're not going to say to you, no, this is an excuse because it's not an excuse. We all feel things differently. So just making sure that you don't try to do it alone. Reach out to somebody who you trust, you know, reach out to somebody who's gone through similar things and have them build that business with you. Oh, I love that advice. And yeah, the thing about boundaries, I think it totally makes sense and is definitely not something that people would necessarily think of doing when they're starting. So I, yeah, I love that. I feel like when people start a business, what they're really focused on, at least this was my experience, and this is what I experienced with a lot of people, is when you start a business, you're so focused on 
making that money, which makes sense. It's a business. You want to be profitable, but not to forget why you started. And usually the reason why you started a business was for that freedom. And oftentimes we forget that. And instead we overwork ourselves and we're constantly trying to do the next thing in business. So starting at it from that freedom perspective and really building those boundaries, and then you have them in place, then build your business. And you know what your boundaries are. And you always have that to kind of go back on when you're starting to break them, remember that you have those and stick to them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we haven't covered yet? Not that I can think of, honestly. Um, I'm just so excited to be here and I follow you and I look forward to connecting with you even more. And just everybody listening, just knowing that if you're highly sensitive and you want to start a business, just go for it. Like it can feel so overwhelming. And often I remember for the longest time, I would tell myself, no, I can't do this. And I would kind of shy away from doing it, but you can do it. And what makes you unique is going to make you unique in the online space and what's going to make you six figures. Yeah. I was just on another podcast and I, yeah, I was talking about like those voices in your head that say like, you can't do this or why are you doing this? Or people are going to think it's weird and all of this. And just, you have to just not listen to those. And just, if you really feel it in your gut, like this is what I need to do, just, just do it. Yep. Absolutely. And the one thing I've also learned is you inspire others, you know, like your story, there's so many people who relate, who just want to feel that relation with somebody else. And when you come out and you say like, this is who I am, I'm highly sensitive. And this is what I do. You're inspiring other people to take action and realizing that, you know, that inspiration is important for others. And as highly sensitive people, we want to help others. So by just doing what you want to do in your gut, you're already serving others. So where can people connect with you? Uh, They can connect with me on Instagram. So my Instagram is Mara, M-A-R-R-A dot McDonald, as in the fast food restaurant. And on my Instagram, I have like a big link tree with places to my podcast, which is Ambitious and Abundant, Um, my website and my Facebook group and all those different fun things. But the best way to first get a hold of me or find all that information is on my Instagram, which is Mara dot McDonald. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And (laughs) I had a lot of fun. Me too.